Hi, I'm Therese Couture, and welcome to the Embodied Black Girl Podcast, a podcast about decolonizing your imagination and birthing revolutionary work and worlds. Hello, beautiful one. I am so glad to be here with you. It has been a minute. And I'm glad to be having these conversations again. And today I have a treat for you, actually a series of previews of our most recent virtual gathering. And this one is our Diaspora Day gathering, which was absolutely so, so deeply beautiful and rich and transformative and so many things. And yes, those are my words, but they're also the words of folks who attended. Um, And I wanted to give you a peek at these conversations and workshops and experiences. So you're going to have a series for the next few episodes. Um, And we're starting off the series with my dear, dear sister, Natalie Facey, who also was a co-facilitator, co-dreamer, co-host of Diaspora Day with me. And just so I can let you know, the inspiration of creating Diaspora Day was to celebrate the brilliance and the beauty of the African diaspora. And it was so, so much better than what I could have ever imagined and dreamed of. And actually, Natalie was one of the first people that I told about um, this uh, idea when it came about, and she was so, so excited. Um, So Natalie actually held space for us for a conversation or a workshop entitled Healing is in the Holding. And it was so deeply beautiful. And I can't wait for you to learn more about her and her work. And also, I want to say that if you loved these conversations, experiences, workshops, I invite you to head over to diasporaday.com and you'll get all the information on how you can access the the um the day the the gathering um and support our work at the same time so diasporaday.com but for now without further ado this is healing is in the holding with Natalie Facey enjoy Thank you so much, Nicole. Thank you. I'm so grateful for you. Thank you for that. You can find Nicole if you have any tech, um, need any tech support. So we always have what grounds us into this experience. And I'm so grateful to have Natalie, who is going to really set the tone for today. Um, And if you don't know Natalie, I would like to share I I can share so much about her, just an amazing human being, um, uh, such a gifted space holder, and she's doing such important work in the world. So Natalie, she's a resilience coach. She's an embodiment healing guide, 
She's a rebirth doula. I'm going to mute someone. <laughs> okay, thanks, Nicole. Um, and she walks with women and femmes who are navigating loss related to pregnancy, relationships, and their bodies. Natalie believes that loss can be the initiation into becoming a more powerful and authentic version of ourselves. And she walks her clients through this initiation, supporting them in releasing grief, shame, guilt, and all those heavy emotions that as a society, we don't talk about and moving them into a sense of deep wholeness and a personal rebirth. So Natalie also has a podcast. You should listen to it. It's called Pregnancy, um, Preparing for Pregnancy After Loss. Um, and you can learn so much more about her work at her website, nataliefacey.com. Nicole will put Natalie's full bio in the chat as well as the links so you can connect with her there. Natalie, thank you for being here, my sister. Oh, thank you. I realize that I'm weepy. Is that is that the way that I'm starting this presentation? <laughs> I was fine a few minutes ago, and then just seeing the different faces, the different names, I'm like, ooh, this feels so good. This feels so, so good. It is such a gift to gather here with you and to be in space with you. Just such a gift. So thank you for showing up. Thank you for showing up as healers, as allies, as self-healers. Yeah, I'm so grateful. Ooh, all right. So to kick off today, I am going to be guiding us through this experience of how I think of healing, the ways that I have seen and know healing to occur, which is in safe spaces, which is in how we're held, and the stories that we hold about our experiences. So my talk for today is called The Healing is in the Holding. I'll start by saying that I studied advertising and public relations when I was in college. So it means that I spent a lot of time thinking about communication, like how we communicate, the audience that we're communicating to, and intentionality around choosing the words that allow us to really communicate what it is that we're wanting to say. And with that, it also means that I pay a lot of attention to what's communicated in mass media. And I get fired up all the time. I don't watch movies often because I'm like, that's what they're saying. That's what they're doing. Ah. <laughs> and people don't like hanging out with me as I'm watching movies because I'm always dissecting and analyzing all the things that I just cannot handle the mess in mass media. I cannot. But I'm saying all of that to say the stories that we hold or the stories that we hear from others and then accept as our stories, it's really, really important. And I've noticed that one of the stories that we're taught from a really young age is that we come in, into this planet, into this incarnation, into this body, not being whole, we come in flawed and we come in at a deficit. 
And there are different places where we get this messaging. Sometimes it's through religion. Sometimes it's through education. A lot of times it's through the media and what the media communicates about our bodies, what they communicate about what we need to achieve or accomplish in order to be whole. And so it's like, you know, once we become conscious of ourselves, like once we've learned enough about how this society functions, then it's as though there is this path ahead of us or this hill or this mountain ahead of us where we really need to work hard and prove our worth, right? The word accomplish comes from ad complir uh, in Latin or accomplir in French, and it really means to complete, right? So we're taught that we come in incomplete and that there are things that we need to do in order to get to that state of wholeness, whether it's through education, right? How we perform in school, or it's through our physical features, what we look like, whether we look like the model, right? The, 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 the version uh, that is the correct and perfect version. Or it could also be our careers, how much money we're earning, relationship status, whether or not you have children. There are so many boxes that we're taught that we need to check in order to experience a sense of wholeness. And this is the story that we're taught by systems of oppression, because systems of oppression capitalize or make money off of the fact that we believe, we accept that we are not whole. We accept that there's something that we have to do. There's some, some way that we need to prove ourselves in order to get to that state of wholeness. So I'd love for you to just tune into that and start thinking through what are some of those stories that you've been told, right? Like in, in, in your lived experience, what are some of the things that you've been taught that you need to accomplish, check off the box in order to be complete, in order to be whole, in order to be perfect? And whatever is coming to mind for you, just drop those in the chat because there's power in seeing and knowing that one, you're not alone, but also getting those things out of our mind so that we can look at them a bit more objectively. All right, the first one I see here is marriage and kids. Thanks, Demeka. A specific body size, finding a man. Thanks, Justina. Relationship, money, education, a house, degrees, yes. Yes, having kids, pension, mm-hmm, yeah. Yeah, yes, 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 all the things, all the things, right? So there, there are definitely some things that we've heard. Smaller body, more degrees, having property, yeah. Definitely seen a lot of themes here, a lot of themes. So let's just sit with that for a moment, breathe with that. The stories were told about what we need to do, in order to be perfect, what we need to do in order to be whole. Um, I also saw that someone put in the chat that they're a death doula, a few people actually. Um, I am also a doula. 
And I think of myself as a rebirth doula. I'm trained as a birth doula, which means that, hey, Marisa, <laughs> which means that I am trained to support women and birthing people as they're going through the birthing process. But before that, I was working with people who've gone through pregnancy-related loss. So that could be you know, losing the pregnancy, giving birth to the baby, and the baby making their transition afterwards. It could also be a really traumatic birth. The person survives, the baby survives, but they are changed after going through a really painful experience in the hospital or with the, the or, or medical system. And I realized as I was working with clients who have gone through a thing, something really painful that they were still holding in their system, it impacted not only their next pregnancy, because they were holding on to a lot of fear, a lot of anxiety, but it also impacted all the different areas of their lives. It impacted how they showed up in their relationships, their careers, and their sense of self. And in, in, in deepening my understanding with that, it's going back to the original story that we're told, right? That we come in imperfect we come in needing to prove our worth and over the course of our lives there are these different checkpoints that we have at different points so at a certain point we should have completed college or a certain level of education at a certain point we should have gotten married we should have bought a house we should have all of these things right we, we know what that path looks like um and it's like when when someone goes through something really traumatic, really painful, it's almost like regressing, right? Like you were trying hard to, to make up, you're trying hard to prove your worth, and then something comes in and shatters what was there. It's like you're, you're pushed off course. And that's a part of the thing that is so hard as we're going through loss whatever the, the form of loss is that's so hard as we're going through a traumatic experience and the healing of that. Or society doesn't typically create spaciousness around it. There is this, again, a new story around, all right, that, that thing happened to you. Now you need to like quickly make up, right? You need to, if, if, the relationship isn't working out. You need to excel in your career. If the pregnancy isn't happening because there's some challenge around fertility or other challenges, then you need to excel in other areas of your life, right? Whether it's the beauty of your body or whatever it is. So we've accepted the story that one, we're not whole, and two, loss, uh, emphasizes our loss, highlights this experience of not wholeness, and therefore three, we need to work hard and make up for that wholeness. And so what usually happens is we ignore the true healing, the deep healing that needs to happen because we're so focused on how do I show the world that I'm still thriving? that I'm still progressing, that I'm still accomplishing things, that I'm still completing the check marks. Oof, and to pause there for now because this system just, ooh, 
it works on us, man. And this conscious awareness is so powerful. It's so powerful. So what I want to get into is who's the storyteller, right? So the story that we're not for, we're not complete, who is the storyteller? It's capitalism <laughs> most of the times. It's patriarchy most of the times. It's the systems of oppression, right? And how they can benefit from our belief that we are flawed, right? So we've identified the storyteller. And now the next question is, is that a story that serves us? Is it a story that, yeah, thanks for highlighting that, Taitu. So Taitu also says internalize patriarchy in, in women and, and femme folks, right? How we internalize it ourselves. So we make it our own. So is this a story that's true? Is this a story that serves us? And it isn't a story that serves us. It serves systems of oppression that depend on the belief that we are not whole. So I'm curious as to what are the stories that are true? I believe that one of the, those stories is that we come in whole. We come in complete. And I just want us to like feel into that for a moment, what it means to come in whole and complete. Like if your body were a circle, like that circle is filled in. There's no little crack <laughs> anywhere. There's no little, you know, space anywhere. Like that circle is full. So I'm curious if you can already feel or feel into that sense of wholeness, that sense of completion. And maybe there are other images that come to mind, but the circle is what's coming up for me. Like, what is it like to feel in my body already full, already whole, already complete? So what I'm noticing is like right here in my back, in my shoulders, just like this sense of resting. Like before there is this like, I have to catch up. <laughs> and as I bring in this sense of wholeness, it's like, oh, okay, I'm actually good where I am. There's actually nothing that I need to prove. There are no boxes that I need to check off because shit, I came in whole. <laughs> I came in complete. So feel into that, feel that in your bodies or any way that that's landing for you. Allowing for that to be okay, right? Not needing to catch up, make up. Allowing for this moment to be a whole and complete moment. Mm -hmm. And then the other thing that I'd like for you to bring in is what is it like to be whole, complete, and still evolving, 
still unfolding. And I'm remembering a quick story as I was dating someone, loosely dating. <laughs> and there are these ideas about who I am. And the, the past two years, for me, it's been a whole rebirth process, meaning I went through a phase of like letting go of all of the things. And then the, the mushy phase, you know, like the, the caterpillar moving into the cocoon, the chrysalis, and chrysalis sounds like such a beautiful word, but it's really mush. <laughs> I went through that phase. And then on the other side of that, it's this process of, oh, I am unfolding. There's more that I am becoming. So as I was connecting with this person, I wanted to express like, yeah, you know, this image of a flower and you see the flower and you really like it. And then you come back the next day and it's like another flower and not something else that is unfolding. Like that's me. <laughs> you don't know who I will become because I'm still figuring out who I will become. So can you be with me in that unfolding and not think that Natalie, who you met <laughs> in this month on this day, like this is Natalie for the rest of your life because she is complete and whole and still unfolding. So what might that feel like for the, the circle to be whole and then for there to be room? Like, are there some, some flowers that are growing around the edge of the circle? Are there colors that are shifting and changing? Or is there shape shifting from circle to triangle to squiggly lines? <laughs> Can there be this openness that there is still more to come? And even in the more to come, there is no deficit. Meaning in this moment, you are whole, you entered whole, you entered complete. And still there is the possibility for more. And feel what that feels like. So in my body, I'm noticing it as like the, the swaying of the ocean, right? Like knowing that the ocean is complete, whole, and still there's movement. Some days when you go, the water might be calm. Other days, it's a little bit more active, more vibrant. It changes colors. And there is no flaw. There is no deficit, but there is motion. There is oof, there's expansion that continues to happen. That's what's showing up in my system. So I'd love for you to tune into that. What does it mean to be whole, to be complete and still expanding? So if you enjoyed that, I invite you to go to diasporaday.com where you'll get all the information on how to access this particular um, gathering as well as the other offerings by our beautiful honored guests. And you'll also have a chance to support our work because we want to keep these gatherings like Diaspora Day free to make this work more accessible to our community. So it means so much. So head over to diasporaday.com for more. Thank you for being here.
Thank you for listening, beloved. I want to personally invite you to join our free podcast community over at embodiedblackgirlpodcast.com. And when you do, you'll receive a beautiful bonus, which includes one of my favorite practices all around boundaries. And if you loved this episode, it would mean so much to us if you shared it and left a review. It helps folks to find us and lets us know what's resonating with you. And of course, be sure to subscribe. Thank you to Beautiful Chorus for our gorgeous theme song. And thank you for being here. I'll talk to you soon. Keep going. Hey, queen. Keep growing.